Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate. That's me, along with Barry the Boater, Captain Patrick, and Mike the Mariner. Is he boating? We're about to find out and probably have another serious debate on whether it counts. Uh, Where are you, Mike the Mariner? Uh, Paint the picture for us. We are uh, actually about to uh, embark on a a week-long cruise on... Celebrity Apex Aha. in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Yeah, we'll be going Woo-hoo! for a week. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. So yeah. the big question is, of course, is Mike the Mariner boating? My answer, yes. yes. And yes. Mike the Mariner yes. answers, yes. yes. Barry the boater. Why? Okay, well, well, hold on. Let's just take a, a, <laughs> I, a quick... I will say, I will say yes, only because oh. Mike is a true captain of a yacht. Okay. And then uh, Captain Patrick says? No. I figured as much. <laughs> Now, here's the here's the thing. Okay. Just like on Silhouette, Colleen's going to get the bow lines. My friend Matt and Mike Bernard are going to get the stern lines. Yeah, I stopped right. at a marine store, and I got 36 boat hooks. So we're we're prepared. We're ready to go. Okay. Do you bring enough beer for everyone? <laughs> do, they, do they allow that on the Celebrity Apex? I, I'm, I, I don't recall them allowing things like that when you want to come on a, a cruise. What, beer or boat hooks? Uh, boat hooks and uh, lines. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, what you are you going to do with that? You can, you yeah. can bring uh, two bottles of wine per, right. per guest for your for Well, your wine room. is one thing. No. I thought you said lines, like dock lines. No, he did say lines. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but the no, dock, you were dock asking lines. If I was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were asking if I was boating, and I was making a joke. That Colleen was going to get the bow lines, and yeah. my, uh, my friends were going to get the stern lines. And All right. Well, 36 you can go up to the helm of the uh, Apex uh, uh, cruise ship there from Celebrity and go and say, hey. I'm a boater. I can help out if you need any extra hands and any help exactly. with those dock lines. Come on. I got experience. <laughs> and they're going to say, obviously, do you know Greg Holt? Yeah. They're, no, they're going to go, uh, security, we have security. an issue. To the brig, he goes. <laughs> right. You, have you seen the size of the dock lines, as they call them there, compared oh, to yeah. your dock lines? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Size matters, yeah, yeah. evidently, when it comes yeah. to... Uh, the Celebrity Apex. Now, I tell you, I, I was on a Celebrity Sister Ship, same class. That is a spectacular cruise ship. You are in for a treat. Have you been on this one before, Mike, or is this all new to you? Uh, this ship is new to me. I've not yeah. been on this particular ship. The last ship I was on was on another cruise line, similar size, though. Yeah. But uh, but this this ship, uh, I've taken a, a little bit of a lap around it. It is absolutely beautiful. It is. Mike. Do they no have doubt. a mugshot like this on this ship, mm-hmm. you know, with a cross through it that says, do not allow? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, just so everybody knows, yeah. Yeah, you can see this on YouTube, Facebook Live, and Twitch. But since we are with the World of Boating radio show, sometimes I got to point it out that uh, <laughs> Barry the Boater is holding up a, a Greg on the stick for everyone Greg to see. Greg on the stick. And yeah. uh, no, the answer Greg to that is, is no. I, I am allowed on uh on those cruise uh, cruise ships and uh just to uh, you know fill in some blanks since this is for uh, mike's first time on this uh this particular cruise ship i do i actually have 
uh, quite a bit of experience with that class, and it's a little smaller than bigger the bigger cruise ships like Royal Caribbean, like uh, massive, you know, the Wonder of the Seas, which is like one of the largest, if not the largest one at uh, you know at sea right now. The that celebrity class of the Apex is kind of you know in a sweet spot. It's it's not massive, but it's not you know small either. But uh, man, is it nice! And uh, they right. have a thing called the Magic Carpet, which is kind of unique to uh, that particular class of cruise ship. What's so funny, Barry? I don't know. It's just I, I I'm waiting for you to tell me about the go karts or going down the uh, slides next. Well, I don't think they have go karts on that one, do they? I don't know if they have. I don't think no, they. I don't no, think that's, so. No, that's uh, <laughs> that. that's uh, NCL. No, Barry, they have monster truck racing. Monster that's how truck. big the ship is. No, yes, they have monster truck. No, on. the the cool feature they have is a thing called the magic carpet, and it uh, literally is. It's weird looking when you see it. Uh, you know, when you when you're looking at the cruise ship from the docks and are out on the water because it looks like this giant platform connect, uh, connected to the outside of the ship, midship. Mm-hmm. And it actually mm-hmm. raises and lowers, and it's a, a a big outdoor restaurant or entertainment venue that goes up and down depending on what they're doing that particular day. So, oh, so it's kind of a, there, it's right. Yeah, if, yeah, if over, you can see. Yeah, there, uh, you go. there it That's is. It, right yep. there. That's yeah. right. Oh, it, it raises hey, and lowers. That's it's, amazing. They've got an elevator on the ship. <laughs> oh my god, that's groundbreaking. Well, it's outside. It is kind of oh, cool, no, actually. No, no, it's no, an no, external no. elevator. Never heard of about such a thing. thing. Yeah. Patrick, for the record, I know Patrick's laughing, but it is one of the. Only, I think it's the only class of cruise ship in the world that has that feature. Well, it wait, is a very aircraft unique carriers. aircraft carriers. Aircraft carriers have elevators that carry. Well, aircraft I said cruise ship. I said okay. cruise ship that <laughs> has this feature on it. You can cruise on an aircraft it. carrier, um, oh, but the funny thing is, is that Patrick, they'll t- they'll strap you to that, serve you lunch, and then you can watch the rogue wave overtake you. No, that's not accurate at all. <laughs> it's not accurate. No, no. Yeah. Okay, yeah, the, it doesn't go down to like uh, the the sub subsea level decks. Right, <laughs> you it get doesn't. your feet wet. Yeah, that would be cool. But it's neat well, because you can be out on the uh, magic carpet, have dinner out there, you know, on a starlit night, and you're like under yeah. the stars and the whole thing. It's like a giant mm-hmm. balcony, but it's, uh, you know, massive uh, area for and the mermaids come up and attack you. Okay, all right, they could do that if they want. Yes, they could. Uh, Barry is so jealous because he's never <laughs> been on one of these. No, I worked and, on ships. I don't want to see any more ships. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a, uh, I mean, it's an impressive vessel. No, it is. It really it is. is. It's a technological they, marvel. Uh, yeah, as long no, as there's no jet, TP, PTP, whatever that is on there, that'll be good. Yeah, whatever. It also has a cool feature uh, on this particular cruise ship as well in that they, they don't sell balcony suites because... Or well, I guess actually, I'm looking at yours. You do have a balcony, don't you? I absolutely, yeah. I absolutely have one. Oh, yeah. I thought they had that thing where you press the button and the and the floor and the window, uh, you know, turns into uh, a balcony. Is that a different room type? Mm, I I don't know, but my, okay. my 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 whole family's on this cruise, and yeah. we all have the same rooms. Yeah, so celebrity virtual. Virtual balconies? Yeah, well, they have this thing uh, on uh, Celebrity, and I thought it was on the Apex. You may just have a more standardized room, but they have a unique setup where you press a button, and the uh, and the window, you know, it's a full-size window, and it, it, it opens up from the top and creates a balcony. So it's like your whole room <laughs> is a balcony now. Uh, you just oh, wow. open it up and... 
and close it. And that's kind of unique to that celebrity uh, class. But I, Wait, I, I'm looking at yours. Still- it looks more traditional. So I don't know. Maybe the Apex uh, doesn't do that. I thought it did. But let's see. Maybe a different level. Maybe yeah, a maybe. Different, uh, Mike, right. if you slide open that door, does it make you feel like your whole room is now a balcony? Well, well no. it might it have has a balcony. Yeah, locks it's, on it. No, yeah. it's a it's a very heavy door. Definitely. Right. Uh, you know, definitely. Uh, That's a oh, standard like cruise ship balcony yeah, a, type of thing very, that he has. Stand, yeah. Very stand, you know, very heavy duty dog here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's yeah. heavy duty scuppers. Yeah. Very uh, traditional uh, balcony suite that he has on the Apex Celebrity, yeah. uh, no doubt. And yeah, you get so- out there on the balcony, hang out, and uh, you know, enjoy the the scenery as you're cruising around uh, the Caribbean. I guess this week, absolutely. Man, I wish yeah. I was Mike the Mariner. I really do. He's going to be living large this week. Barry, aren't you jealous just a little? Come on. No. I'm I'm happy for him. He's a liar. I'm happy for him. Have a great time. Even Patrick probably is thinking right now, like, gosh, you know, Mike the Mariner has a pretty sweet sweet deal right now. I'm actually curious, Greg, because you keep referring to a class of ship. What what class is the Celebrity Apex? Well, they have different size uh, cruise ships in their fleet. Right, and so, so what, the Apex, the Icon, and the, there's the like three or four of them that have the. It's a new class on Celebrity that is not as big as some of their other ships, but it's newer. Mm-hmm. It has you know, it's it's you know, like the it's classier kind of vibe. <laughs> well, they, well, they they do it just Jeez. like the Navy does, right? So if they have a like a series of ten or fifteen. The frigates or whatever. The first one of the series is the. It's class. called the Edge Class Ship. Yeah, there you go. The Edge Class. That's what it is. So they have different sizes, different types of uh, cruise ships. Mike the Mariner is a boater on a cruise ship this week. Oh, I wish I was him. More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Posting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department, led by his ex-girlfriend, and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available 
as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Hi guys. Y'all look great. It's so good to see y'all. Likewise. Welcome to Hilton Head Island. It's absolutely beautiful. It's so amazing. And so I figured what better way to see the island than on a boat. I think it's ideal. It could be a cruise ship. It could be a dinghy. It doesn't really matter. But uh, if you're doing that... Uh, you know, you you get the right frame of mind for the World of Boating radio show. I'm Greg, your co-pilot. I am Greg, your first mate. I am Greg, the dive master. You take your pick. But right now, I'm, I'm going to be uh, your first mate since uh, this is the World of Boating. We got Barry the Boater. We got Captain Patrick. And uh, before we go back to them and they start busting my balls for uh, messing up like that, uh, I want to give a little shout out to Joe from uh, Motor City uh, Boatworks that we had on last week. Real nice guy, and I don't know if uh, you know Patrick wasn't here, but Barry, did you see he was actually streaming on YouTube while he uh, he chatted with us on the show? Yeah, I actually I, saw I, that after the uh, after our broadcast last week, and it it was kind of interesting because we only heard him. <laughs> we couldn't. Oh, hear. really? Yeah, he, he had it set up where you could. Uh, it, it, you know, he you would hear him talk to like nobody. It was just the way he had it routed, but it was fine. I mean, it yeah. was it was still interesting, and I kind of watched it, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if anyone actually watched the show like that last week on I YouTube." Uh, but uh, well, yeah, regardless, it was fun. Uh, we wish him the best. We'll check in with him. Absolutely, uh, here, he he, he posted up. another episode, and I'll see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, we, we're well, we're keeping an eye on him so he doesn't get stuck down there in the bilge and and you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, watch him last week. He says that's why we want people to watch him to make sure he doesn't have an issue and has to be rescued and, and uh, tie some ropes to his legs to pull him back out. Just right. in case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm thinking we might need to do that for our crew here at some uh, point. No. Uh, no, there is when I do work. I have a very small. What would you call Stop. it? In my oh, no, there's no, more. Hush up, hush up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Patrick, what would you call the the area in my center console, that little cubby underneath there, where I get to all the electronics? Uh, the, the electronics cubby. The electronics, the electronics cubby. cubby, yeah. Right. You should see what kind of positions I have to get in no. in order to work wow. there. No. It's tight. I don't. I'm, I'm He's sure talking about you size. Have, He's talking about yeah. positions. This is Patrick, going nowhere. I am sure he has at least a couple of employees that are the really short, skinny ones. You know, the ones that look like toothpicks to work in these areas. Nope. Mm. Nope. Nope. But I, I have got the scars to show um, back in the day, uh, yeah. when, especially like doing a uh, shaft alignment on uh, an old V drive, uh, like 19, circa 1985, 86, uh, 36-foot boat. And there was, by the time you're laying across the top of the engine, reaching down with the feeler gauges um, to the coupler, and you're you're you got maybe maybe a quarter inch between the underside of the cockpit and your back. Hmm. Oh, 
Ouch. You know, and there's nothing better than tie wraps, especially tie wraps that haven't been cut. <laughs> and they just, they, it's like, it's the like going edge. into a thorn bush. Yes. You know, and it's like you drag across that. It's right. I'd rather have fiberglass shards driven under my fingernails, which has happened as well. Hmm. Um, other versus those tie wraps because wow. man, they have no, no give, no mercy. Interesting. Uh, have you ever gotten stuck while you're working on a boat? Uh, just on this show. No, seriously. <laughs> that's what yeah. uh, that's what Joe said last week. No, I, got, I have I, I have never gotten stuck working okay. on a boat, crawling into a hold. Uh, I've been in some very very tight quarters, right? But I do due diligence and said, do, I do. investigate prior to going and putting myself into a situation that. Potentially, you prepare yourself by lubing up before you go into those tight positions like that. Is that what you're that saying? That is exactly not what I said. That's what I heard. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, <laughs> moving on to other things. Yeah. Uh, what do we got as far as uh, news stories we want to navigate through this week, Captain Patrick? We got a lot of news news yep. stories. Some updates on some previous stories and some new stuff. Uh, reminder to our listeners and those watching uh, the live stream. Uh, all of these stories can be found at the World of Boating Facebook page. Check us out there. And, of course, at worldofboating.com. Because most commonly what gets posted during the week, we're not going to get to all of them. We're lucky if we get to two, maybe three, depending on how the conversation goes, uh, how many times we have to correct Greg. So I uh, <laughs> want to start with an update. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about that uh, yacht that, Broke loose from the mooring ball in Honolulu, oh, yeah. right, right, and, mm-hmm. and wound up on the reef. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's big, part of the reef. Well, now it is part of a reef. Yeah, it is, seriously, it, it, it yeah. is the reef. Um, they the video of them pulling this boat off of the reef is, of course, part of the news story that's posted at worldofboating.com and World of Boating on Facebook. So you watch as they're they're doing this in the tugboat. Which is, I mean, you, it is belching smoke. It's pulling this thing, and you can see it is starting to take <laughs> on water. So I, I have a, I mean, I, I have some questions, um, which obviously are not going to get answered by uh, the uh, by Hawaii or uh, people in Maui County. But why you wouldn't have put any type of or had any type of an inflatable? bag buoy sit something there just in case so they get this thing off the off the reef and they're dragging it and it's dragging and then it's going down it's going down it's going down they got about three maybe four miles out uh, before it went down this this thing is now going to be a reef it is not recoverable no it definitely isn't yeah i saw the video uh of that as well and they had tried i believe it was all last weekend they tried like three different times they thought they yeah. were getting it and finally, uh, they got it to move, and they got it. But but you're right; they didn't put any inflation on the bow, like they could have put in. I mean, some giant, you know, bumpers or something that could have held the bow up when they started dragging it off. But they didn't. And, I, I uh, haven't so, seen the yeah, yeah, I haven't seen the video yet, so don't yeah, ruin it. But, they were uh, hauling I, no, they were hauling ass, and they were, uh, hauling ass. they were because I think they were trying to create a wake for it to kind of get up on plane, maybe to no, keep it afloat. No, but they were no, they were no, going really yacht, fast. Yacht does not get on plane. Well, I mean, but they were trying to keep it above water longer by going yeah. faster. It looked like, but uh, but yeah, you know, it, it eventually, uh, you know, 
took on water and got swamped and and they got it offshore and it sank and actually i saw a report on it too said hey you know if they would have put some floating uh apparatus around the boat to keep it afloat a little bit it could have been salvaged yeah that it was salvageable but they let it go under there are a lot of things that i think went wrong with this one i don't know if it was safe for anyone to get on board the vessel as it was, but I would imagine that they probably got, they had to have gotten somebody on board to take a look, and you would have been able to determine if the hull itself had gotten, was compromised, and taken uh, steps, you know, to ensure whether it's welding some temporary structure in place, something, because the area where this occurred, again, it's a it's a preserve, it's 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 an area that, you, you don't want, this is the last type of thing that you want to have happen is a ship like this winds up in that area. And again, what Greg and I both mentioned, the fact that they didn't have any type of float, emergency flotation, even in place around the gunnel, just in case just that in this case. thing started to go down. That's right. I, uh, you know, I don't know who made that decision, but yeah, it seems, you know, 2020 hindsight doesn't look like it was ideal. We'll talk more about it next. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. You have successfully navigated the sea of commerce. And now are clear to cruise with the world of boating. I do like the one. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. The sun, the sea air, good friends. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Fatten out the hatches. Aye, aye, sir. Man the mouse sprint. Stow the mizzen mast. Jive the jib boob. Hoist the main sole and lower the tattersail. Look sharp, lad. Pipe the starboard hatch the leeward. Watch the trim the scuppers of the port poop deck. This is the World of Boating. Gregor, first mate. Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounded out the crew. Okay, so they uh, got this boat off the reef in Hawaii last week. They worked all through the weekend last week. They were trying to time it with the high tide, and they did. They thought that'd be enough. Initially, a uh, high tide came in, and then the boat didn't move when they tried to t- pull it off the reef. And it took uh, some more work, and they you know, chopped off some, I don't know, the prop or something off the bottom of the uh 
uh, <laughs> they chopped the off the whole bottom of the bottom. Yeah, well, no, they they, they, they it was getting hung up, I believe, on uh, on the trim tabs or something. They they uh, they did something towards the. This what you guys are laughing? You saw yeah. it too, didn't you? Yeah. What I did they What did they it. take off, Patrick? You saw it. What I, was I, it? I I didn't see him take off anything. Okay, all, they all did. That's how it, they got it. They got that's how they got it off the reef finally. They actually, you know, uh took a blowtorch to some things that were hung up on the reef and that finally was enough to free it off the reef and they got it off. Uh unfortunately though, when it finally yanked off the reef, they towed it out uh to sea and uh it took on water and it sank. And uh very, it's become an artificial well reef. They very well could have gone in there and blowtorched off the uh, part of the shafts and the props, maybe yeah. even the rudders. But this is not a size boat that would have trim tabs. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know? I saw. I mean, I saw the video. They they took a blowtorch yeah. and took stuff off of it that was getting hung up on the uh, on the reef, and that's what was keeping it. From yeah, they they took the free. keel off. Who needs that? <laughs> Yeah, well, they, yeah, they got, got it I off, got. and then they towed it, and then they, I don't know if they were on the tugboat, and they're thinking like, oh, crap, it's its going to sink now. What are we going to, okay, go as fast as you can. We got to get it away from shore as far as in deep as water as we can. And I mean, because it did. They, I mean, you should, did you see the wake on that thing? Yeah, oh, my I, gosh. I, it was, I, they were hauling ass. I, 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 based on nothing but my own observation, um, that hull was punctured from it being uh hung up on the reef it wasn't just the last thing they had to worry about was the shafts and the props other than maybe the damage it was doing to the reef but that hull had been punctured i think they knew it and i think they just made a decision to get it as far out as they could before they lost that thing right uh, and, and the insurance so, can never inspect it now but that well, is that is that uh, outside of the recreational dive limit, Greg? Yes. Oh, it was in several hundred feet of water. <laughs> Eight hundred feet of water. Maybe yeah. Doctor Doug could dive that one. Yeah, maybe. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't even put it past him. Maybe, but but, but the it, thing is, is like you know, could have they put some flotation devices to keep this thing afloat enough to get it into port somewhere and then haul it out and and do it? I, I actually saw. It was one of the crews. Uh, channels on youtube that were covering this that i watched and they they threw that out there said you know we don't understand this this looks like this could have been salvaged uh from what we saw you know uh, if they would have just put some flotation devices on now i don't know what happened i mean like i said they were having so much trouble getting it off the reef i wonder if that was all their attention and then when they finally got it off then they realized oh crap we didn't no, think because, we'd actually get it off and then no, because when we talked about the story initially I had commented on the fact that you would think in an area like the Hawaiian Islands and the propensity for, for craft potentially to be run aground with fuel on board that they would have at the ready, certainly on, on Maui, that you know, you, you'd have booms available to uh, place around the boat to keep any fuel that's coming out you know, from getting into the environment. They didn't even have that. So expecting that they would have flotation devices for a ship was... Well, was well, after yeah. a week or two, they did get that. They had that, and they got all the fuel and oil off the boat before they started trying to yank it off the off the reef. <laughs> they well, go out know. there, and, and the guy in the tugboat's yelling, "Dive, dive, dive!" Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that's oh, he was, they were they were probably standing by, ready with the axe. <laughs> yeah, to, to chop the yeah, oh, I'm right. sure. You're right. Check. Yeah, that could drag that whole tug down, couldn't yeah. it? 
But they did get pretty far offshore before it uh, finally succumbed. You know, that's yeah. why I was kind of surprised that if it would have got that far, they couldn't have got it a little bit farther and maybe got it back to the dock if they would have put some floats on no, it. Or they something. were going no, out to sea with that thing. Yeah, because you try to come into a harbor with that and it's going down. Now you got a harbor <laughs> blocked off. Well, yeah, I don't know what this. That would have been another is. disaster. But, yeah, but you know what? What's worse about that? It, and we made some comments on our Facebook page. But this week, two more boats ran aground off of Maui. Yeah, and and these were boats that were moored at the mooring balls. But these were sailboats. Okay. Uh, but just the same high winds and everything. So these two boats, one was a forty-five foot sailboat, another one was a thirty-foot sailboat. Uh, both broke loose from the moorings, both wound up running aground. Yeah, they got to get these boats, you know, out of there. And you would think that the state of Hawaii, um, in particular, because this is what where the story took place, that if there's a small craft warning in place, no mooring is allowed at the, at the mooring field. And if you're going to use the mooring field, you are required to, in addition to the mooring ball, have two stern anchors. Well, see, that's where the problem comes again, is that if you go down to the Keys, they have mooring balls for people to go diving. Right. They do not want you throwing an anchor out because it destroys the reef. Yeah. Just think it's, about Catalina Islands the same way. I don't think you can do that in Catalina, can you? It, it, really, what they should be doing is checking their mooring lines on these mooring buoys and see if they need to be replaced. Well, they, they probably that. been out there for years. And how long can a line last for last in the water, Patrick? Uh, Jet D- GTP says three thousand two hundred and fifty-two years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sure that's what the the guy who was running the boat that ran aground yeah. to the reef Wait in Hawaii was thinking too. Let's see what Chat GTP says. Says we should be able to go fast enough to keep this boat above. Yeah. The water. Well, remember that, if you've that's been basics. That's basic science, Barry. Yeah. <laughs> the faster you go with a hole in the bottom of the boat, it's going to stay afloat. That's right. <laughs> you just can't stop. Mm. Maybe. Um, All right. What you else? Know, the, these, you know, where these two sailboats were, um, I don't know if those were, you know, in an area where, uh, you know, you're not allowed to anchor and you can only use the mooring bolt. But, I, I, you know, if you're not allowed to use any types of anchors or even a drogue, you know, type of anchor, you know, a parachute type anchor, that you should have in place just in case. Um, and that's not something that's going to do harm to a reef. It may slow you down enough. You should be required to have an anchor alarm. You know, something that alerts you to where if you, the boat breaks loose, you know, you you know, and you can go and get out of there. Or, again, if there's a small craft warning in effect, if the winds are such, you're not, the, the mooring field is closed. Well, your, 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 your GPS can be set with an anchor alarm. So if they had their GPS on and you set up the anchor alarm so that you don't go out within a certain uh, circumference of where your boat is because they, you know, they're designed that you will spin on them, uh, then it should have gone, you know, leave your GPS on and leave the alarm set. Yeah. I mean, there, there, there are, I guess what I'm saying is there are safeguards that you could have in place to keep things like this from happening. Of course, with this, this yacht that was out there, he had exceeded the two and a half hour uh, mooring limit by, I think, a week and a half <laughs> uh, to begin with. Uh, but that being said, uh, we are moving on to Florida. Yay. Tom Brady oh. has, got, has got a new yacht. 
Yeah. Uh, so he's got this new 77-foot yacht, uh, which is uh, a bigger version of the 55-foot uh, wager yacht. About 20 feet from what I had uh, I up. I, I didn't have to defer to bury the accountant for that one. Okay, we'll talk about that and then some next. Stay close to the world of boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast come on williams what are you standing around for here get on board get on board don't fret don't try to This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate. Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. All right, so Tom Brady got a new boat. Being that yep. uh, he has a, he may have a little bit more time on his hands this next season. I don't know. There's rumors that he may come back. Did that it, did that happen? Is he getting uh, going to sign on to another football team? The the rumor is right now the Miami Dolphins. And seeing as how he was down in Hollywood, Florida, uh, this past Sunday yeah. on his new 77-footer, uh, which he's, uh, of course, not over on the uh, West Coast. But, you know, we've talked about naming your vessel and right. the reasons why, you know, people have an emotional attachment. They want to name it a certain thing. They've got this. And if I hear one more aquaholic thing, I swear to God, I'm going to just reach through the microphone and slap somebody. Right. Um, but. What do you think Tom Brady named his new 77-foot yacht? Brady's Bottomless Pit. No? Okay. Barry, what do you think? Uh, Buccaneer? Uh, that no. would be a Tampa Bay thing. That wouldn't yeah, go over well, well in Miami. Okay. I, well, so, uh, not Dolphin, I hope. <laughs> so, well, he, you know, he, he, he named it 12 Angels. Okay. 12 but, Angels. Why? But. But yes, how do you think he spelt twelve? Uh, spelt? Let me think. <laughs> it's one of the few words I can actually spell, so I don't know how to spell. Chat it wrong. GPT says spelt. <laughs> okay, all I'm right. Just reading off Chat GTP. Right. How do you, how that, do you think he spelled? Spelled? Yeah. Twelve. Twelve? Huh? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean. Wait, what is it? Fenelope? TWLV. 12. No. All right. How do you spell it? TW. And this is why I said spelt, by the way. It was a joke, Greg. Yo, I'm laughing. 
Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. I'm laughing. Uh, All right. T is in tango. Mm-hmm. W is in whiskey. The number one. The number two. V is in Victor. E is in Echo. Wait a minute. Twelve. Twelve. Is this a visual Twelve. thing? Because uh, you lost me. Twelve T-W- is the number. One, two yeah. V E is how he spelt. Well, it could have just been one two V E then. What does he think this is a license T-W plate in there? or something? I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it either. And it's a uh, mayday, mayday. I'm going down. Uh, who is this? What's the name of your vessel? It's T is in Tango, W is in Whiskey, 1, 2, V is in Victor, E is in Echo, Angels. Wait, that first one's not a word. That, mm. that first one's not a word, sir. No, it's twelve, twelve. That's what he wrote. It makes no sense. I know. Well, but you it's go Tom there, Brady, so. Yeah, but you, you know. go there one night and you could just scratch those num- names off and put something a little bit better on there. Hmm. Well, he hadn't explained it uh, to anyone yet. Is that what you're saying, too, Patrick? Uh, he, he, nobody's, look, it's Tom Brady. Nobody's questioning him about. Uh, well, you can name your boat, whatever the hell you want. But why yeah. would be a good. Uh, well, he was number answer. 12, right? Oh, okay. That makes sense. All right. But, but, but why would he spell it that way? Just because, because the, to work the number in? Because I'm yeah. a, I'm a almost billionaire and I can name my yacht whatever I want. Well, that's true. Are you you saying, do. You can. Is this. Is this yacht docked in Hollywood somewhere? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll take surprise out and go oh, look for her. Oh boy, where seventy foot yacht? Next that's, week we're going to be without Harry the boater. It's a, be it's live a from the seven foot pokey. super yacht. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll go look for it. And, and I got see. news for you. Yeah. Seventy seven feet is not a super yacht. No, it isn't. There's there's a lot of big yachts down here. No, um, Tom Brady's just being practical. Then he doesn't want to take on more of a boat than. He can manage. Yeah, you need something that you'll be able to haul off a reef quickly. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, what, what he said is, uh, of course, his, his new 77-footer can sleep nine people comfortably. Wow. And he said it's going to be used for trips to the Bahamas. And yeah. his quote is, with a little bit bigger boat for us, the 77 allows us to sleep overnight really comfortably. And those weekend trips would be really something. He would not want to sleep on my boat then. <laughs> well, of yeah, course. I'm, I'm sure you're going to have trouble sleeping on your 77. <laughs> on his 77. Foot your 50 footer is not quite comfortable enough. I can see why he wanted not too big a yacht because some of the waters are shallow in the Bahamas, and like in Bimini and the Bahamas. You got to really know your areas. Possibly. Yeah. But hey, uh, I would I would stay on it with him. So, Tom, if you're listening, hey. Yeah, good luck. Please. <laughs> I, I love the name of your new vessel. I really uh, like it. Don't understand it, but you know that's fine. Up, it's your boat. Suck up. Yeah, twelve one two V angels. No, hmm. just just twelve. Well, the there's something 12. to it. We just don't 12, know what it is. Twelve one two LV twelve. You should have angels. done it in Roman numerals. It would have. Made yeah, that. Sense. Oh, no one would have figured that one out then. Mm. So, what else is happening? Real quick. All right. Um. Real quick. Uh, a story that we didn't get to a few weeks ago. Uh, we put a little kind of informal poll up on the Facebook page. This trend of marinas, mom and pop marinas, mom and pop dealerships being bought out by these bigger corporations is continuing. Suntex Marina Investors most recently acquired Roosevelt Lake Marina in Roosevelt, Arizona. Um, we know One Water is out there. We know uh, Marine Max is out there. Uh, Suntex is out there. There's uh, some others as well that are going in and snapping these up. So, one, 
does this make it better for boaters that use these marinas? And as they're snapping up these smaller dealerships, what you have is uh, you're almost creating a monopoly where you're really going to wind up with three or four major players that are buying boats from U.S. boat manufacturers. And, you know, when you get them and they're basically at now they're 40, 50 percent of a boat manufacturer's business, you're kind of beholden to them. Hey, we want we want this. We want this. You're going to give it to us at this cost, so on and so forth. Otherwise, you know, we're going to go boat shopping somewhere else, you know, for a supplier type of deal. So does it make it better for boaters in general, these larger corporations buying up? these smaller dealerships, smaller mom-and-pop operations. And what was the consensus from no, our passengers? it does no. not make it better because they're going in, especially with these marinas. They have no, they, they're not marina people. It's just a business. They're going to mm-hmm. look at profit. They're going to look at minimizing amenities and, you know, boosting profit. And the way that you do that is charging more for services, more for dock fees, more for haul-outs, things of that nature. And then you wind up, these people that have been in these marinas for years or decades are going to get forced out and have really have nowhere to go. Because, uh, again, all these places are getting bought up because they see it as a huge profit center. Or they look at going in and taking that waterfront property that the marina's been on for 70 years. And uh, we're going to build condos and we're going to have our own private marina. And so sad for, you know, the three generations of, you know, families that have been using that facility, you know, for the last, you know, like I said, three generations, you guys are going to have to go take your boat and go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's going to happen more and more. We're going to need more marinas, more places to put houseboats because the water's rising. Well, and Barry's going to live on the water because he's already down there in South Florida. He'll be one of the first people to uh, make that transition. So uh, we'll we'll join him eventually. All right. Well, we'll end on that uh, kind of sour note, but whatever. <laughs> it is what we do sometimes. <laughs> Till next week, remember, whether it is sail or motor, life, life is better as a motor. Safe boating, everyone. Come back there. Come back here, you barnacle-bitten swab. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com. Your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. <laughs> TTFN. Ta-ta for The opinions you just heard on the World of Boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.